John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast this week. If you're listening to this now, you are a fan of our podcast, or maybe you're just checking us out for the first time. We do, this podcast is based on a radio show that happens every day, right, Tom Takar? That is right. It's every day. And by the way, I'm the Come Dog Millionaire. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Tom Takar, the Come Dog Millionaire, um, <laughs> is here. And we, uh, yeah, we have a show every day. We just got done taping um, our Thursday episode. You're listening to this on a Friday, hopefully. But this is where we bring you the best of the week from eight hours of programming. We would it down to the best of clips but by the best of i mean we're leaving a lot of best on the table here yeah it's it's very it's a toss-up on what's the best of because there's so much good stuff it's a really really fun show and this week we've got a great uh, episode for you first up is a clip from our monday show with des bishop and bonnie mcfarlane that's right and we talk about the gray area of consent because some some ladies will tell you they don't want it which is what bonnie says in this clip and uh Turns, turns out they out do. They do. And then sometimes you don't want it, and you really don't want it. And then sometimes you want it, but you... No. I, I guess there's never a time where you say you want it and you don't. Wait, no, there has been. No, I've done yeah, that before. Yeah. Ian Finance is here. Hey. Just staring at me. <laughs> yes. Just glaring. I, I'm the Who wants it? <laughs> come cat thousand air. <laughs> That's so true, though. It's like that. I was thinking, like, there's the times you say you don't want it and you want it. There's the time you say you don't want it and you don't want it. There's the time you say you want it and you want it. And then there's... That's Sometimes that you say you want it and you don't want it because you're yeah. just trying to be accommodating. That's yeah. how I felt about my intro. That's how I felt about my intro. Do we want it? Don't we? Don't want this? Intro me? Don't intro me? I kind of don't. Oh god, I don't know. Well, I hope that it was consensual for you the way I just brought you in. Uh, it it was. Yes, we made eye contact, and I feel like that was affirmative consent. Okay, that's yes. good. I did ask you, do you want to come to the podcast and do the podcast? So I yes. feel like you being and you did here, fill out a form earlier. Yes, and, yeah, literally. Tom is fingering me and I was That's apprehensive about it. The, now I, I'm into it. I made an addendum form. to the form. I didn't want it but now I want it. Look, there's part of the form that's in crayon and that's it. <laughs> invisible crayon. That you have to go. It's invisible ink. Is that, yeah. is that permissible by the court of law? <laughs> you can only see it with a black light which we expect you to carry with you when you come to our show. Yeah. And that is also in another form that we sent you an invisible email that told you to bring a black light so you can read the form tomorrow. So if you didn't get any of this, it's kind of on you. It's your fault. You should always have a black light on you. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Buddy McFarland and Des Bishop on Monday. I don't know. I've never been able to stop making out. Like, once I've started making out with someone, I'm probably going to have sex with them. I can't point. stop it. It's like once it's happening. I liked saying no a hundred times and then having sex. Like, yes, I know that. I mean, these are all really interesting conversations not, to have. This is not, you know, good Wait, for now. You're saying I'm glad I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like sometimes we. No. Like, telling I'm a guy saying no, no until because it happens. I'm like. No means no, Bonnie. You know, you're like, oh, my, my, my. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's I should like be the baby doing this. And then it's like, it's just hot. It's just like. Oh, yeah. And you think, let me just say, I, I I can always be convinced. Like if a guy if I'm making out with a guy, I like you enough that I could probably be convinced to fuck you. Yes. Yeah, right. but that's the problem, is like you want to be convinced. But that's where the confusion happens because then yes. sometimes yeah. you get in a situation like a fellow comedian of ours yeah. right, where he has right. not 
quote unquote read that situation correctly, then he's yes. the bad guy. So it's right. very nowadays. Right. I don't think it's you can't. Right. You have it's, to be very clear crazy. nowadays. Like, yeah, you do you know. want it or do you not want it? Or if you're saying right. no right now, you're saying right now I'm not sure, but let's revisit this yeah, in 15 yeah. minutes. That's yeah. what it, that's when it is complicated for sure. I guess I just want uh, sometimes I I just don't want to have an intimate moment with someone if I think they're going to disrespect me after it, and sometimes I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not. And I would hate. I don't want to be dealing with a guy not calling me who I've given a blowjob to. And I'm like, how dare I? It, it just feels shitty yes, to do that, that. To, be... to blow someone and then have them blow you off. Like, it, it's just like, Whoa. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And that's always my kind of um, initial anxiety about blowing someone. It's like, this could go. Would you feel like that if they went down on you first? Um, like if, if they went you... down on me first, I'd just leave. <laughs> like thank you high five there's the thank bathroom you. look after yourself I think we're done here <laughs> if they made me come then I, I, I no actually yeah I would into still it. feel I would still feel rejected uh-huh. it's still that's the problem if like if you hook up with a guy and he doesn't want to continue hooking up with you even if you don't want to continue hooking up with him sure you, it, let's say you don't want to, but then he doesn't either. You feel rejected and you go, oh, I want to now because he's rejecting me. Yeah, I mean, that goes both fu- ways. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Self-worth tied up to, you know, rejection or not. That's a, that's a deeper issue, you know? Yes, yes. Mm. It's, I mean, it. And but don't aren't, don't we all suffer that in I some mean, way? I mean, I'm totally kidding. I mean, I, I, think, I, I think the more important thing is that uh, a lot of uh, men think that like it has to happen for them, and a lot of women think they have to make it happen sure. for a guy. Otherwise, he's going to go crazy, which I can understand because physically you literally want to go crazy if you yes. think it's going to happen and it doesn't. Yes. But I do think the real conversation needs to be, what does a guy do in a situation where she doesn't want to? And he thinks she's pushed him too far. I think the guy has to excuse himself and jerk off. That's I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why yeah. I said this whole Louis thing was a bummer to me because I used to like like when guys would just jerk off. Because sometimes I want you to come, but I don't want to touch you, and I'm not ready to like facilitate it. But like, I don't want you to be in you a weird in mood. I, I want to keep hanging out with you. Yeah, but after the difference this. is that. It's after you guys have been making out. Right. It's not a right, direct right. comparison to the situation, no, the no. example that you gave. No, no. What I'm saying, but the difference people... between. I'm sorry. Let me. Um, say that I meant by the Louie thing it's like guys are now like oh if I jerk off in front of a girl it's a weird sex Louie thing and it's like no it's like sometimes we like that yeah Right. That's but I what think I'm also it's good to acknowledge that physically it's a little bit different for a guy than a woman. I'm assuming in that there is a certain energy that can be hard to oh, shut yeah. off for a guy. Oh no, it sucks. Aww, I when a guy. I'm, so no, I, I'm not <laughs> complaining. Yeah. I, this is a problem. If I shamed you guys for your fucking driver I'm not saying anything. But, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> the, uh, the point. I, I, this is why you can't have a conversation. My ball hurts. <laughs> no, but it's blue balls. It's bullshit. I'm not talking about blue balls. What? I'm just talking your ego. No, my ego is huge right is now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fuck! Like this is Bonnie who says no, no, no. She means yes, which is the antithesis of how you yes. teach people. No, listen. I honestly think like if it if I was in a situation where I was saying no for real, I would hope the person would know that. But I'm in situations where that's the dance, you know, that's yeah. right, the fun of it, right. you know, where we I think, both yeah, know. But it's I, I agree. I believe in the dance, it but is not everyone's clear on what the yeah, dance not is. Not everyone I agree. Knows I agree. It. And I, my experiences are not the same as everyone else's. So sure. That's me. That's my thing. Yeah. I, um... Yeah. The lack of clarity is a problem in our current uh, discourse. Sure. It's um, amazing to me that more men, I think that I've started seeing like where more men are that confused about it. You know what I mean? And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's like... Why would you be confused? 
Like, I mean, like it's really confusing. As a guy? Yeah, it's totally confusing. No, now. I agree. I, I think, but it's like, I don't know, when you're in that moment, like I probably wouldn't really start heavily making out with someone unless I already knew yeah. yes. that I was yes. going to have sex with them. So when you, you know? go, I'm not sleeping with you, and you before you go yes, up to their apartment, right, right. that's all the dance. Yes. And it's yeah, like not everybody has that, though. Like some people will make out with people that they don't want to fuck. Right, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. not, you, listen, I'm not every woman. No, and I really mean yeah. I'm not going to fuck you when I say that, but then when we go up to your I, I, I want to give guys hope in saying that if a girl is making out with you and like has had sex before and is yeah. like free with her butt she could always be convinced if you show her a good time like yeah not for sure all, not but she not always, always yeah. let me just say not always but like you yeah. I can be convinced when I've thought no mm-hmm. like I'm not going to if I will get to a point where I will consent to it and be like I, oh I didn't see this coming but right. he got right. me there yeah. I, but I, then I, I now I have another thing where I'm like I would feel a little weird, like maybe did I like in retrospect after right. I'd be like, did I like make that like yeah, make someone pushy? do something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's why that's... now I have a form I have everybody sign, and that's, that's what good. I signed when you came in, Des. So okay. I really it's my so... consent form. <laughs> <appreciate you doing. laughs> I hope it was I just for hand jobs. Hand jobs is all I have for a guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's complicated. It's very complicated. It's, I, but I got some sexts the other day. Um, I talked about it on the radio on Thursday. Did I talk about it on Thursday? Yeah. That I got sex on the way here. Did I talk about it on air or just off air? I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I really keep you got things. sexed. I got sexed on the way to work. Um, it was awesome. Early. I was I was having like a bad like feel Morning. like day where you're just like I don't feel great about myself. Uh-huh. And then uh, someone uh, from my past watched Ooh. me on bumping mics and was like, "You're so fucking hot on this thing." I'm jerking off, and I was just like, "Whoa!" I was on the <laughs> one train, just like, "What is happening?" And it was awesome. And I just want to like give a shout out to that guy for like <laughs> making my self esteem boost like so much in a moment when I need. I literally wrote to him, "I needed this." <laughs> Thank you. And he's like, "Good, it's." Fun. Fucking true. And I was like, thank you. I'm coming. It's <laughs> great. It was in the morning, and I was like, there was, it was, it was great. So I, um, I thank you for that. Yeah, check out bumping mics and jerk off. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Next up, uh, Tuesday show, we had Kathy Griffin Holy in studio moly. and Matt Fulcher on. And you know, we talked a lot about her Trump stuff, and you can hear the whole interview on the SiriusXM app. If you can check out any of these episodes from this week on the uh, app now, they're on demand. But this is, um. Um, she mentioned getting plastic surgery, which she's famous for like having talked about, and I'm obviously fascinated about mm-hmm. all that. So I decided to ask her about it, and um, she said she's done, man. She was super open about it, and like she had a really scary experience. The stuff she says, this was such a good interview. It was. Nikki killed it in this one. Thank this was you. so good. It, great questions, great answers. What are you laughing about over there? I, the whole time, have been like, I can't hear anything. The soundboard must be messed up. And then I lift up the cord. Yeah, that's what we gave you. We gave you an unplugged, like when you give a little kid a video game controller. (laughs) You're not even mic'd, actually. See, I wanted wanted this to be like MTV unplugged, but just with you, Ian, but like literally unplugged. Like I was just, I sold it to Ian in the form that we talked about before, where you could only, the fine print was all written in um, Invisible Ink. This is in there, too. That was part of it, is like your appearance was going to be unplugged. And I know that sounded like it was going to be rugged, like you were going to be telling us the the truth behind it. Wore this jacket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but literally, no. It just meant that like, you wouldn't be able to be heard or hear anything. That's so good. So it was just part of the form again. This is all. Right. You're is all that c- why you guys have me in the hallway right <laughs> now? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, check it out, guys. It's Kathy uh, Griffin talking about uh, plastic surgery. You are. Yes. Tell me, tell me both sides of things. What I'm got gonna, you into it? I'm going to tell you the ugly because I, I actually. Would love it. All right. So first of all, I've had a lot of mishaps. So for, here's the one I have to tell you that is sort of amusing, but sort of not. So I was botched by botched. You know that show botched. <laughs> so one of the guys on botched, Paul Nassif, I um, was like 35, and I got this chemical peel above my top lip because yeah. he said I had fine lines, which I kind of didn't. And now, like if I took my makeup off, it looks like I have a white mustache, and I'm so self conscious about it. Like if I ever take a picture of myself without makeup, it looks like the Got Milk ad, and it's permanent. So it's been like 18 years or whatever. So I think it's funny that I was botched by botched. And by the way, botched, I don't want to go on your show and try to get unbotched. So don't like call me. This is not an outreach. But um, you know, I had a facelift and I had my eyes done. And first of all, there's this thing called gravity. So I'm going to be honest. Facelifts only last as long as you know, like any your youth lasts. Meaning you can get a facelift and your face is going to go back to the way it was in like five years. Yeah. But also it's barbaric. Like you have scars all over. It's gross and disgusting and it's painful. So I just stopped doing it because it didn't do anything for me that I thought it would. Like I thought it would make me more hireable or more attractive or more youthful looking or whatever. And then um, I will say one thing that's great about uh, that ch- changes sort of the industry is it's all about filtering now. So now if you've got the freaking Kardashians doing filters, then I'm saying a filter, save the money, save the stitches and just filter the pictures. Just yes, no scars. just filter the picture. And so um I tried to basically physically airbrush my face. And yeah. it's funny because people like online they always say like your face looks terrible. I'm like, no, I just got older. That's really <laughs> your why does your face look different? I go, I got I got older. I got fifty eight. So I look different than when I was on Sudley Susan at thirty six. Yes. So that's all it was. And I got lipo and I almost died. I got toxic shock syndrome. Oh. Oh my God. I wrote an article for Glamour magazine called Lipo Sucks. And seriously, I had to go to the hospital. And I uh, it was horrible and painful. And I also wasn't even fat. Like, I thought I was uh-huh. fat. I know you've and never I wasn't. been fat. I've never been fat. You've never been no. fat. And it's interesting because um, I have this really cool thing and I have a frame to my house. And it's my mom's old timey bathing suit from like the freaking 30s, right? And my whole life I grew up with my mom thinking she was fat. And I have this bathing suit framed in my house now. And she was never fat either no. so I think it's just a female thing that we think and I actually like I don't know I guess I shouldn't say this but I don't like read like those magazines anymore because I can't deal with like looking at these 14 year olds and it's so toxic being told like you're supposed to look like this and so and even if you know you're not supposed to and you look at the images it still gets in your head it's yeah. it's subliminal you don't it, it affects the way you see yourself and so I, I have to keep my Instagram I have to keep like real women on there yeah. in addition to all the models because then I will end you look at yourself and you end up feeling less than yes right and, and and then you focus on that instead of what you really want to do which in our so case is time. tell jokes and be funny and still like even like when you think about like this I'm going to be vicious like if I looked like you know um, Kevin Hart or like any not Kevin Hart I mean Kevin James or like any of these guys that just keep getting sitcom after sitcom after sitcom never in a million years so I, I mean not like I'm like some you know fitness model but I do like I, I stay in shape well I, I do it to stay sane because I'll go cuckoo if I don't like go on these like 
I'm like Forrest Gump. I go on like a <laughs> seven mile walk every day, like a crazy person. Um, you'll see me tonight at the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, two a.m. There's right. no traffic. You literally um, walk at night. Oh yeah, I love it. And I oh, you know what I do? I do the crazy lady arm circles. Yes, which scares <laughs> off assaulters. It does, right? I, Nobody is going to mess with the crazy when I lady. Run, I sing and I yes. dance and I look insane. And yeah. then if I pass someone scary, I go like this. Woo! <laughs> and it just scares them. And that's yeah. an ISIS call, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm very high-ranking. I've been actually cut down to. I'm one of the waitresses there now. They cut me down. But um, but yeah, it, it it's. I think that if you want to work out because it makes you feel good, you should. But this idea of working out to try to fit into a size, you know, child size six X, is ridiculous and sad. And it's an industry that it's kind of going on and on. But I th- I feel like we're kind of making strides. Like I, I feel like anything from the Dove campaign to more real women. And I saw Diane Keaton say this great thing at a speech one time, and she goes. I haven't had any plastic surgery. And it was a room full of women who have plastic surgery. And she goes, I just thought it would be fun if I was the only one. Like an experiment. (laughs) And And who doesn't want to look like Diane Keaton? And let me tell you, it's all about the freaking lighting. Like, as I know some, like, old-timey movie stars, they get that good lighting. And they all, like, it takes 30 years off them. And then they don't have to have, like, bloody scars. It's the scarring and the recovery and the burning of the lasers. And then you can't go anywhere. Like, another reason I haven't had anything done in, like, a long time is I thought, well, when I used to get that stuff done, I then have to go hunker down, and it's actually depressing because yeah. you're, you're alone. You're, you're recovering from trying not to be ugly, which is a bummer <laughs> and exhausting. It's exhausting. I don't know how many episodes of Maury Povich I would watch, and you're just trying to pass the time, and it hurts, and you don't want to like tell a guy, and like, you're embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, you can't. The, you the, got it done because you were embarrassed, and then you're embarrassed when you get it done. It, that is that is definitely the catch of it. Is that it, when you have stuff done, you and I wish more women were open about the laser treatments and the injections that they get because there's so many shady things going on now and it's Can't you just do like lip liner? Like seriously. Like I was thinking about the, I don't I do lips because I'm just too much of a like a And pain. you have great Let's lips see. but if what? you had thin lips you might look into it. Well I am not above a Pam Anderson lip liner. Sure. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, will, I will do a lip liner up to my nose. Yeah. And I just feel like that saves, saves a lot of time and money and pain. So it's, I just I, I'm looking into more and more of this stuff because now the, the technology of these lasers you can just have all these women that have perfect skin and poreless faces and they yeah. they're saying that they're using Aveeno lotions or like Walgreens things you can buy at Walgreens yeah. like nothing topical makes your pores no! dis- disappear you Those have are to burn lasers. your face like you're in the movie Backdraft <laughs> yes. and by the way that's what I would burn look like yourself. I would look like a shiny I would look like Jeff Sessions I would yes. look like a shiny peely yes. rosacea nightmare and then you are quarantined in your house and you're yes. right you can't tell any guys like you can't be honest with men in your life because men go you're beautiful they don't get it and even your friends are mad and they go don't do it because then that means they have to do right, it and they're right. they're mad about the because I've been in that scenario where I'm like why would you do that to your face when yeah. really I'm like no I have to you're do like it how to much was face. it exactly yeah and then they also you used to tell me this trick where they'd go like if I got a facelift they'd say get a haircut and I'm like what and they say if you look different then just tell everyone you got a haircut I'm like okay how stupid are people oh my <laughs> yeah, gosh yeah. so you know me I'm like showing people my scars I used to do the, this was so twisted when I used to do shows at this place called um, 
uh, uh, Largo, I would actually show slides of my liposuction, and it was mortifying. I mean, until people were like vomiting, I was just like, here it is, ladies. This is what it really is. And it was yeah. just these gross bruises on my thighs, uh, which my thighs were You fine. got lipo in your thighs? Yes. You know why? Because I, I thought that I didn't have the type of legs where if you put your legs together, there should be space in between. Oh, the thigh gap. Yeah. Like I'm a 13-year-old model. <laughs> and so I was like, can you slice it? And they're like, yeah. No. That's how my legs are. And so I realized, or I could just jog. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. was way better, and I enjoyed it. But you, but it sounds like though we're very similar. I also had a mom who has always been skinny, thought she was fat, and then I grow up and I'm bigger than her, and I'm like, why are you saying you're fat when I'm literally standing next to you, bigger than you? And she's like, it's different on you, you know. Oh, and they try to, and yeah. so you grow up thinking you're. Fat. I look back at pictures of myself where I'm like, I felt fat that day, that day, and you weren't. No. And so even and so now knowing that, I try to tell myself when I'm having those moods. I think oftentimes, and I've learned this from a lot of therapy, it's like when I'm depressed, I go to the one thing that I have control over, which is eating and yes. exercising. And so then I just go, you're fat. Right. Because that's the only, because it's much more comforting in my brain to go, you're fat, you can control that, then um, you're maybe depressed that you're lonely or, yeah, or, or anything or feel unloved or something, something that's a little bit out, more out of your control. And so... When you got, the, when did you say I'm I'm done with all of this stuff? And are you truly done? Are you I'm no truly longer done lasers? Anything nothing. like that? Because well, first of all, like I said, I've honestly I've had some mishaps. Like the lipo thing was really scared the hell. What out of happened? Me. What happened? Toxic, like I said, toxic that's shock. That's the that period can, thing. That's the tampon. A, yes. So what it means is that I couldn't. They use the word void, but it means mm-hmm. pee. So when you don't pee for like two days, they call it when you don't void. Yeah, they're like you're not voiding, oh. and I'm like, wait, what's voiding? And they go pee, involved. and they freaking yeah. sent me home, and you're not supposed to leave the hospital until you've peed because it clears out your organs and all this stuff. So I go home and then I remember the doctor calls me that night and he's like, have you voided? And I was in so much pain. I go, no, what's going on? And then I remember him saying, I'm sending a nurse over right now. And I'm thinking, that sounds bad. Yeah. And um, then he sent a nurse to my house and she put, get this, a catheter up my (gasps) freaking vagina, which was brutal. And they keep going like this. It doesn't hurt. It do- this isn't going to hurt. I'm screaming in pain. And I had a catheter for four days, and the doctor didn't want to admit that he fucked up. And so I'll never forget this. I walked in, and they used to sneak me in the back room because I was like the shame of the plastic surgery office. And there was another <laughs> physician there, and he took one look at me, and I think I was green, and he goes, what happened to you? And it was crazy. I will never forget this. That doctor, like, I don't want to say he saved my life, but he starts calling the plastic surgeon. He goes, what did you do to her? Good. And do you know how scary it is to be sitting there in pain? And I was almost like half out of it. And I've got a freaking catheter up my vag. Oh, my God. I know. And then it turns out that I had to go right to the ER. And the doctor who sort of noticed that I was not well, he made the plastic surgeon go to the ER with me. He, like, got him in trouble. And they took care of me and everything was fine after that. But it was like a bad Bad scare. And, yeah. and, and to go through that when, and you look at yourself and you go, I've done this to myself right. all because I wanted my thighs Do you, to be like, thinner. Did you have one thing I was, one thing that really screwed me up for a long time is I had a weight number in my head that was unattainable. Oh. And I had this thing where I was probably, I probably weighed like 118, but I had this thing in my head where I've got to weigh 110. And so it made me like, I wrote about this in my first book, but I, ha- I really struggled with bulimia and I kept thinking, I've got to get to 110. I've got to get to 110. And I was, you know, in my 20s and I probably weighed 110 when I was in high school or something. Mm-hmm. So it was really great. I finally had a really good therapist who said, what if, like, what if you weighed 117? And I remember thinking, 
oh, I can do that. And I kind of, that was like a good sort of mantra to remember because 118 wasn't even overweight. So she probably thought I was insane. But in my head, I don't know why I had this number of 110 and it just, I would be like half dead. So I just was going, all right, be comfortable with a normal weight. And I will say I lost a ton of weight after the Trump thing. And it's weird to lose weight unintentionally when you're older because it's not cute. Like your whole life, you're like, oh, I want to lose weight. But when you lose, I lost like 15 pounds in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I looked in the mirror and I went, oh, this is this is not what I thought. I'm not, I don't look like anyone from the magazine. Yeah. yeah. I look like someone who's really sick. Coming out of the Kathy Griffin, uh, coming out of Kathy Griffin, we're going right into another superstar. Brooke Burke was with us yesterday who like uh, every guy really fantasized a yeah. about a lot I in the 90s and about that. When 2000s. I, when I walked into my apartment yesterday, everybody was like, ooh, how was Brooke Burke? And they yeah. were all jerking off and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was a foxy lady in studio. Ian, what do you have? Any feelings about her? Lots of feelings. Okay. Uh, I don't live in Tom's Your apartment, but I was leg is shaking <laughs> vigorously. Yeah. Yep. I'm very uh, excited with the th- images Just the mere in my thought head. of her. <laughs> no, I had a poster of her on my wall when That's I was younger. That's so cool. And yeah. then Rosebud Baker she was, was also there. First time guest on the show, and she absolutely killed it. This was Love an episode, Rosebud. this whole episode was such a delight. Um, you can listen to it on on demand on the SiriusXM app. You need a serious subscription, which... Guess what? Not as expensive as you think. Look into it, guys. Get it it for yourself for Christmas. You earned it. Yeah. If you listen to this podcast, why not just like be able to listen to so many more things that we talk about? We really get into stuff. But this is us talking to Brooke Burke about um, challenging yourself. And uh, we talk a little dancing, too. I'm not going to lie. You're someone... I love hearing that about you because I recently took on a challenge as well that scared me to death, but I was like, it was it gave me so much adrenaline, yeah. and now I'm like searching. Literally, I was talking about your show Wild On because I'm like, I want to do more of what I just did because I just did... I don't know if you know this. I just was on Dancing with the Stars you, this past season, <laughs> and I got first <laughs> voted off. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, can I faced can my fears. I've never danced in my whole life. You won season seven. First of all, I'm embarrassed to say that I'm stars. not watching the show anymore. Don't for worry. I love, I love that you said that before because I was like, I'm gonna tell her I'm on it. Uh, but can I, I make you feel it. better? I got the lowest scores of. Of all time in semifinal history of Dancing with the Stars. So even though I won semifinals and I <laughs> forgot the dance you and it was did? like crickets and it was so bad that I couldn't get back into the, it. was a di- And my producers are like, yes, this is amazing television. I'm like, oh my God, I just humiliated myself. In front of the whole oh, world. it feels um, like everything. But hey, kind of awesome to go first. At least you have like. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's I know a, you're it, laughing about it and finding humor in it. it so. But it was. It was devastating because have you been in the system of Dancing with the Stars a month prior to even go? Everyone's like, why are you so wrapped up to it that you were gone immediately? I was like, I was dancing for a month up until that. The whole show is terrifying. And it is your life becomes dancing yeah. with the fucking stars. Yeah. And it is All nothing day. else. The Kavanaugh trials happened during my the dancing practice. And I got out of dancing and I was like, what is you're this Kavanaugh like, thing? Yeah. I didn't know anything. Yeah. You're in a bubble. It's terrifying. It was the hardest you thing ever. You won. What was it like winning? Um, I I lost the most you could lose. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was the furthest one from what uh, you did. Yeah. What, but well, how did it feel? It was thrilling and amazing and super scary and harder than childbirth four times. And one of the most amazing <laughs> life lessons ever. And I remember 
being on Derek's shoulders, holding up the Mirabal trophy and crying, and they were not like tears of joy. It was we, I was so happy Relief. that it was, <laughs> it was over because this is my daughter just walked in. We're on a mother daughter trip. Hi, baby. Um, it was it was amazing and challenging, and I learned so much from that show. And exciting and hard and crazy. And I kept saying to myself every time I would go out there, why do I keep choosing these crazy ass jobs? And like, what am I doing? Yes. Because I couldn't remember which foot left or right every I, time. If I would have lasted I any longer on the show, I mean, I was dying to. I loved it so much. I think they got rid of me thinking that I didn't really like it that much or because I was having a really hard time because I'm a bad dancer. But I loved it so much. But it is truly the hardest thing I've ever done. And I was off first. You had to learn 20 more dances than I did over a very short amount of time. The stress is unimaginable, but you're so right about that that crying after winning. Because I, I was at the finale and I saw all, all the finalists and I, I, I just, all I could think for them was like, you're done. Yeah. Aren't you so glad? Like, I know you didn't, three of them didn't win, but I'm like, aren't you glad you're major, done? You major, major life commitment. I don't know another show that's a seven day commitment. So, you know, mind, body, oh, yes, you're broken seven. down. Wow. It's every day. It, it's you really practice hard. every day? You practice every day or you're, you're blocking and then you have performance days so it was like three months of my life every single day and you know coming out of that I was like there's nothing that I can't do I that's what I felt. Like when you're like, I, I don't have time. I'm like, no, no, no. You can do anything you want to do. That's what I said as soon as I, because I said that even before we went live, I was like, because I'm doing the show and it's the most terrifying thing because I don't dance and I don't know how to do any of this and I'm going to be in like a leotard on TV. And I was just like, if I can do this, I can literally yeah, do anything. anything. And it's, that's what I learned from it. But I, I've been saying now I've, I face my fears and my my fears punch me in the face. Well, because, well it, they tell you what to do and that's how you grow. So good for you. And you and seeking that like adrenaline, that peak experience, yeah. good or bad, it's hard to find things in life where you're just, that blow you away and surprise you, right? Yeah, I just didn't, I signed up being like, I just don't want to be voted off first. And that oh. won't happen. Like, how could you, no one gets voted off first. I think I said well, that. I'm sorry. No one gets voted off first. And it's like, yes, they do. And like, <laughs> oh. someone has to. And it's so not would gonna, you, would you dance it again? The, uh, Yes, I'm. I pitched them a loser season already, where I'm like, Ooh. I want to come back to redeem a redemption season with That's, all the people who are first voted off. I like that. I, I love really, that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love that because everybody wants a second chance, right? That yes. I'm dying, <gasps> dying for a loser season. I'm glad to have your support, Brooke and and Rosebud. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. Girl, I, I mean, I'm I'm behind it. I, I was a dancer great... growing up, and I think oh, it is it is so hard. Yeah, I was a dan- oh. I, seven days a week every day after oh, wow. high school. Yeah. That's yeah. So cool. But I, I quit because I was like, this is actually way too hard. And to round out the show this week, we had Ron Funches in studio today with Ian Fidance. And uh, Ron has a podcast. Pad- podcast. Ron has a podcast. <laughs> Ron has a podcast Hi, called Getting Better. I took out the G. Getting, Getting better. better. Getting better. With Ron Funches. Um, and so getting better. There's no there. It's no, no, ER. It's getting better. Okay. Getting, <laughs> <laughs> getting better uh, yes. with Ron Funches. That's right. It's exhausting to not pronounce that G. Yeah. I, it's, Throw it, in that G. And Ron. I feel stupid saying. Yeah. Come on. Let's get the G. Or back take in out there. the other G too. Why what, make it etting better? You know. Oh yeah. Why take out one G and not the other? <laughs> Seems a little, you know, it's a real, uh, what is it, Sophie's Choice or whatever? Yeah, Sophie's <laughs> Choice of G's. <laughs> um, Getting Better is the name of this podcast, and I just talked to him a little bit about uh, what that what that looks like, because that's, that's my goal, is to get better. And um, here's our talk- conversation with good old Ron Funches. 
you have a podcast about getting better. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? It's, it's called, called Ron, Getting Better. Getting Better with Ron Funches. And I want to talk to you about it. I'm, you put that extra G in there because you're so white. It's called Getting? Getting Better. Well, let me just say that I did not getting type better. this up. It was Jen who <laughs> typed it up with a G. And she is black. Okay? <laughs> so she added the G. Um, she... Um, yeah, so it's called Getting Better with Ron Funches, and it's a podcast in which I'm guessing you talk about getting better. Yeah, at all aspects of life. So we have people come on who are good writers, like Bill Lawrence, or good comedians, or um, just good at wrestling, or whatever, and we just talked about their struggle from what you know where they started to where they are now, and how they're still trying to get better, because I think that's a thing that people with celebrity or, or talent they trying to use it as a way to separate you you know they're like oh I could never do that you're so talented I could never do that and what I find is that usually we're all the, kind of the same and, and these people just have a drive to, to achieve and, and you go step by step so if you look at the finished product of course you never think like when you want to be a stand up if you're watching Chris Rock Dave Chappelle Tig Notaro all the time you're like I could never do that go to an open mic you're like oh fuck I could do this yeah yeah. You know? Yep. And then and that's what we just kinda of talk about on my podcast with, with just about with everything where there's like weight loss and stuff like that. It's you're right. It's when you the comparing yourself and I'm trying to get better myself and I'm reading this book about cognitive behavioral therapy, which is kind of it, I've related now that it's opened my eyes to so many things exactly what you're saying when you compare yourself to people who are like why would I compare myself to Dave Chappelle I've never done stand up comedy I'm thinking about it and I'm watching him that's such a that's black and white thinking of like if I can't be him then I'm not worth doing it exactly and um, and cognitive behavioral therapy like traces so many of your thoughts that lead to your emotions which lead to being able to do things and being motivated so like it all starts with your thought of what you're telling yourself about a situation but you're right like I feel like comedians, uh, a lot of times we like to pat ourselves on the back like there's something special about us, but we just, we could all, I think a lot of people could be funny and get up there and do it. They just have to do it. And there's yeah, there's well, blocks other than be talent. Absolutely. Uh, but I feel like it doesn't matter uh, what industry it is, you know, mm-hmm. it's just about what do you want to do? What are your natural talents like? Like, because... I couldn't be a great basketball player, no matter how hard I tried, right. you know, but my talents naturally lie in comedy, and then you, you just expound on those talents, but that doesn't mean that I'm better than anyone or different than anyone. It's just you, you, you find your niche and you work hard at it. What if, um, Ron, what if I'm not good at anything? What if there's someone who's just like, not gonna, well, I know ma- that's not, not gonna true. be, the, well, not me, but what if there's someone who just hasn't found anything they're good at or talented at, and they're like, well. How old are they? Let's say they're like 40. They're 40? And they're like, they feel, yeah. Um, Let's see. Well, I mean, I think there's a thing that becomes, you don't have to be a superstar. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. There are talents that that aren't comedy, that aren't sports. You could be a great teacher. You could be a great, um, you could be a great customer. To me, customer service is such a low here especially in America if you are great at customer service mm-hmm. you're doing a g- yes. really good service for the world you're making people's lives better that's a oh that's so point. appreciated yeah I like the last couple of nice customer service people I've made a point to be like how can I like help you like how can I like can I call somebody or like leave a review for you or something yeah. because it's so important and yeah. and um, you're right it's like I think now especially we've just come to expect such shit from that 
that when you are super great, they, yeah. I remember those people and they yes. stay with you and they, and you can, that's a, just because you work at Starbucks and you hate your job and you hate dealing with all these people who expect their coffee and you're getting paid, like not enough, like if you're, if you could give some kindness onto someone uh-huh. and not be a, a, like, I can take that with me being the, the cunt at Starbucks that's waiting on my drink. Like yeah. I've left a Starbucks being like, oh my God, that person just made me feel better about my day because they seem to be in such a great mood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I mean, I often focus on that when I feel, when I compare myself to other comedians or whatever, and I mm-hmm. go, like, I'll never be that good. Like, even in the thing what that I'm good look, at. Yeah. And then I go, well, and I was talking about this the other day, then I go, I'm a really good friend. I'm, like, one of the best friends. And so it's like, yeah, I'll never win an award for that, maybe, but yeah. I'm going to, like, celebrate that That's with myself. You like, you got to find something on a maybe a micro level or just a very personal level. Like, I'm well, I'm good at, I'm good at, um... I'm sure a lot of people are out there are good moms and dads in their own way. That's and the thing I'm most proud of. Way. Yeah, like That's tell me about more that. More than comedy, more than anything. I'm proud of being a good dad. I'm proud that I like gone from living on a, like a dirty mattress and having a, a two year old son and didn't know how to take care of him till now we have a home and he's walking around his pool like he owns it yep. and he's got a cocky little attitude yeah. and he's going around there with a Christmas list that is a mile long <laughs> and he knows he's gonna get almost all of it and that makes me happy as shit yeah you, so you have a lot of pride in being a father. I mean, obviously, that's what I hear when you become a parent. It's like that becomes priority. And Depends so, on person. Yeah. How did it change you? Um, it just changed me from I didn't have much drive. I didn't have also much um, care for myself. I didn't think I deserved certain things. I, I just was like floating through life and whatever I'm handed is, is fine. And when I had my son, it became of like, okay, these standards changed for me whereas like you know um taking gravity bong hits and sleeping on a mattress with no sheet was fine for me when i knew i was gonna have a kid i was like i can't bring my son into this type of environment yeah i have to have a career i need to have some money especially when i found out my son had a disability and Mm -hmm. autism it was like oh i need to make money that might be able to take care of him after I'm dead. So right. I got I got I got to do stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I often think I remember that I, not to bring him up, but I remember Louis C.K. saying that when he had kids, he went from doing the same 45 minutes on the road for 10 years, just doing club after club, to being like, no, I have to start really. That's when like we all started finding out about Louis C.K. because he started working harder because he was like, I have kids now. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to get some of those. Yeah, yeah kids I'm will like, do it. I, well, I need some kind of motivating thing. You know, when you buy a house, something that's like, well, I got to pay this. Like, I need that thing. Yeah, keep leveling yourself up so you, you don't feel like you can relax. It's important. But also, I mean, what but are you talking relax. about? You, what are you talking about? You do so much. I do so you, much. You sell but out shows all over the place. You were on the Dancing with the Stars. How many other comedians were on that show ever? Um, they uh, most of them turned it down. I will say that. I will say. I that didn't say that. I said how many were on the show good ever. Point. Um, Margaret Cho and Jeff Ross. Are wow. The ones so that I know three of. comedians. Yeah. You were the second female comedian. Yes. Ever. There were only one guy. So I guess Jeff Ross should really actually take the credit. Yeah, there. he really did. Yeah. Took, uh, yeah. I mean, I do a lot, the but it's like I still. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very much in a point in my life <laughs> where it's like I've never. I've never felt so busy and so like respected and like all the things that I've always wanted in my career but it's like I'm not I'm not saying I'm not happy cuz I am happy but 
I just I'm I'm e- I, I like the idea of your podcast because I'm eager to get better. Like I want mm-hmm. I want to be. Then why did you turn it down? What did I? T- <laughs> why did I turn your podcast down? Yeah. When did I turn it down? No, you turned it down because you were going to be going to New York. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to be in LA next week if you're there, and mm-hmm. I'll totally do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sweet. Booking just occurred. <laughs> Listen to me on Getting Better with Ron Funches on iTunes. Okay, tell me about your special uh, giggle fit. Getting, getting better. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Giggle fit. Giggle. I, took, I took the E out of the giggle. <laughs> we got better with Ron Funches. Uh, that was a good talk. Um, we're all fixed. What? We're all fixed now. We're all fixed now. I just think the goal of this week is just, I'm just trying to stay present. No past, no future. Just like in the moment, because that's all I can control. And I don't even have control of the moment. I literally don't know what I'm going to say next. Right now. Yeah. Whoa. uh, no, yes, I do. Yeah, you. But you actually, have been you all don't. Written down. There's no free will. That's yeah. my new thing. I'm really you into did, like. There's no you free have will. To try to live like you're breathing. You don't even realize that you're doing. It. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast this week. Uh, this is the U Up Podcast. We have a show every day on Sirius XM for two hours every morning, ten to twelve Eastern, Monday through Thursday on Channel ninety five. So if you have Sirius or you have a rental car, you can check us out on that. Um, any secrets this week? Hmm. Ooh. Secrets. secrets. I ate. Somebody told me last night not to eat a certain uh, plate of food. Yeah, a certain pussy. <laughs> and uh, I just couldn't help myself. I was hungry. <laughs> uh, I needed eat. nutrients. Um, <laughs> no, I ate a bunch of. I ate all their calamari. But it was oh. like they got it for free. They'll get more. Oh, calamari is so good. I so really good. miss that. That's I remember good. hearing that they were just pig anuses cut up. Like some, some made me like it more. Some restaurants they do look like that. They do. Some they have restaurants the same, do that. They yeah. do that because calamari. But calamari is not that expensive, so there's no reason to. Really My do grandmother it to lied to me and told me they were French fries because she used to try to get me to eat calamari and I never wanted to. She yeah, they're French fries. Little did you know French that you. Fries. And then when I ate it, she oh. goes, "It's calamari." How good are they? They're like rubbery. I love. That's the one food I miss so much about yeah. being vegan. It's like calamari. Yes. I only started to enjoy it when I was an adult. Yes, yeah. it's an acquired taste. Get child. into calamari, yeah. and it's that's more the... calories than you think. Yeah. Like eating ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> calamari is calories. Oh yeah, it's just a protein. It's fried, breaded. Oh, fried calamari. Yeah, I always get yeah, grilled. I've never stuffed even ca- seen it not stuffed fried. grilled calamari. Ooh. Uh, we could talk calamari all day, but we got to go. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Uh, rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.